are your friends? Who do you speak to about love, life and everything else that entails? I'm Jen Saderholm and I'm 40-something. And this is my friend Kirsty Fitzpatrick. She's 20-something. Despite or maybe in fact of our 20-year age gap, we've come to seek each other out for advice and feedback. We're more connected than you'd think. And that is why we've started this podcast, 2040, celebrating friendship across generations. 2040 Season 3, Podcast 8, Angry. All right, this sounds like it's going to be an angry topic, but it's not. And I wanted to actually discuss anger because I've had a bit of time to think over a few things lately. One of them is Greta Thunberg. Thunberg, is that her last name? Which I'm coming from, I know this is the last thing that you expect for me to come at, but with everything that's happening in the world with Trump and Greta and so on, I feel like they're getting places via use of anger. And I feel like, and I feel like <laughs> that when they're sort of stuck in that position of always being an angry person, they've got no option but to keep stepping it up. And I I don't like it. I don't like having to deal with angry people telling me stuff on television or any of those platforms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I resonate far more with people who are optimistic and positive and I will come to that topic again later. Anyway, I have forged a really wonderful new friendship with a woman called Caroline at work who most likely will listen to this and will not find this unexpected at all. And we were talking about the trait that both of us share in that we very, very rarely get angry Mm -hmm. externally. Mm -hmm. And I have moments where I am furious on the inside, but I don't let it out. And I've had a few moments in my life where I have just exploded it all in one massive volcano. And Caroline, as it turns out, is the same as me. Mm -hmm. And we discussed how very similar we are on so many things. And we're people pleasers which means often that sensation of stuffing a feeling back down our throat just to keep the peace. And as a result, the angry person gets the platform or whatever it is. Anyway, I want to speak to you something that I hope you don't mind me saying because I think it's really important. But we had a point, you and I, about nine months ago where we disagreed. And I think you are inherently like myself and we – Rather than doing the angry conversation, we back and forth and back and forth via email, via text messages until we reached a place where I actually sat back and thought later on and thought, man, we dealt with that. Well. Well. Yeah. And I was speaking with another friend of mine who was saying that in her relationship with another friend and with her partner – they have these massive rows and get it all out. I was like, oh, my God, like I can't deal with that as a thought. I can't. I'm not that person. Massive rows freak the hell out of me. Yeah. So I wanted to unpack anger because I've not grown up in a family where we had anger on display. We don't really do it at home with me. My partner has yelled at me about three times in my whole entire 20 years of being with him, once over a spider. (laughs) And... It was the spider's fault. It was the spider's fault. So I don't carry anger baggage and I don't deal with things with open expressions of anger ever. And I sat there one time and I thought maybe that's something that's wrong with me. And that's why I'm here. I wanted to know what angry means to you. Uh, Well, this is quite funny because I also have internal rage, but I 
always have always said to people, I don't get angry, I get upset. And I do get upset and I'm very emotional and it's something will just set me off and I will just be like, oh. And instead of yelling or shouting or throwing things, I will just get really upset and it will become like a whole, why does this always happen to me? Why does nobody care about me? And why is it always, this is shit. And I just get upset with it all. I also find at times when I'm, Maybe frustrated, I think, is a better word about one thing. And my partner will attest to this. I will be frustrated at one thing that's happened. And then all of a sudden, like, everything else will just be frustrating to me. And I'll bring up stuff. And my partner will be like, oh, we're onto that now, right? (laughs) And I'm like, well, it's all linked. It was this and then it's this and now it's this. And so anger, I associate anger, like the word anger, with like a kind of outburst or a violence or an aggression. And so that's why I like to think that I don't get angry. I just get frustrated or annoyed or upset. So Uh that's what anger means to me. Anger to me is a very harsh word. Anger to me is if someone's angry, they are literally have like the steam coming out of their ears. They're red in the face. They're aggressive. They're aggravated. And I mean, I, I don't know, maybe that's because I have in my life been around people who get angry and that's what happens. They get very, very kind of violent and everything around them is used as a punching bag. And that's there's very few people that I have known like that, but there are some. And again, I haven't grown up with any angry people. My mum and dad don't get angry. My sister doesn't get angry. My grandparents don't get angry. Everyone is just quite placid and always tell the story that the like very, very rare occasion that mum or dad ever had an argument that was probably over nothing, dad would buy mum flowers the next day. Anger just isn't in my being, I would like to think. Other people may disagree with that because of my internal rage that sometimes I let out. <laughs> out in voice memos to my girlfriend Ellie about situations that I'm like oh it's so annoying but it's an annoyance or a frustration I think more than an anger yeah oh I think there is a definite distinction yes I wholly agree and I find it if someone's actually been angry at me I find it a really hard thing to let go like yeah okay rage if someone has given me rage I can't understand it and so it's not something that I can just package up and put aside I will always remember someone who has yelled at me hmm. because I can't imagine ever yelling at someone else. When was the last time somebody yelled at you in any context? Would be at work, actually. It was a work situation the last time someone fully berated me. And it just it upsets me. Hmm. That kind of anger upsets me. And I sit there and always in my mind there's that potential in that person to do it again. Yes, Whereas I don't feel like there's the potential in me to do that. I can't imagine ever being in a situation where in a work or even at home or anything like that where I yelled at someone. Oh, I've yelled at people in my life. I don't think I've ever yelled at somebody in a work context. God, I hope I haven't. I mean, I've had conversations with people in a work context where I've sat down and said, this needs to change, but I've never yelled. I've never raised my voice. Mm. I have in some circumstances. I think a lot of people have, even if you're upset about something, you can just raise your voice and get really annoyed or, yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely yelled and I've definitely screamed at things that have made me really angry. But that's very rare. Mm. 
there's a conversation I had once where I really truly yelled at someone and I remember it and then I've had a conversation where I was very upset about something and yelled because I was upset I didn't yell at someone I just raised my voice again I don't know if there's a difference yeah, well, this is what I'm trying to unpack because even as you were just saying that then, I was thinking to myself that the one that really stands out for me when I was the most angry was when I yelled at someone, but I wrote it in a letter. I oh, yelled in the letter. Okay. So I didn't even yell. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's probably quite a healthy way to go about it. It, pro- it actually really wasn't. It <laughs> ended a relationship, but um, oh. perhaps that was for the best, irrespective. But like I was even thinking that the most I yell at my children is when I'm yelling at them to come inside because they're ignoring me and they're playing a game. But it's not... It's like, not an angry yell. It's not like you've done something really terrible, I can never forgive you. It's like, come inside, dinner is on the table, it's getting cold and you're not listening to me, which every mother does, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But it's different. That's different yelling. Yeah, I, oh, this is a really tough one. I think everyone can yell or scream or be frustrated and be annoyed and be angry, but I think it's it's where it's coming from. Like, as I said, mine doesn't come from a place of anger. It comes from a place of someone's hurt me or something's really annoying me and I just can't be bothered to put up with this shit and I'm not going to put up with it. Rather than being out, I'm really angry at you for doing that. Mm. I've never thought of myself as someone who gets angry. I'm just someone who gets upset. Mm. How do you deal with having a friend who is a confrontational kind of person? So, for instance, if the meal is bad at dinner and there's something wrong and they take it out and tell the waiter that this is not acceptable and they want a replacement or a discount. Or in one particular instance, I went out with a friend to a certain venue here in the ACT and they had conflict with the person in the line behind us and I was just like, I just want to crawl into the hole and lie on the floor and pretend none of this is happening because I wouldn't even do that. This is interesting because my stance on this has changed over the last probably five years and I used to be that I'm not a confrontational person at all I, I don't go looking for confrontation but I've learned to stand up when things aren't right and learned to stand up for myself and I would never ask for confrontation nor would I ever start it and I hope people wouldn't see me that way either. But there's an example that I'll give and I'm sure I've given it before but when I was younger and this comes from my mum, if we were, for example, out at a supermarket or if I was out, say you use supermarket as an example, pushing a trolley, I had my back looking at something on the shelf and somebody kind of walked into me with their trolley or their basket, I would say, oh, sorry, oh, goodness, and get out of their way. Even though I was standing there doing absolutely nothing wrong and somebody else walked into me and it was their fault and they should have said sorry. Mm. But I would, and my mum's the same, she would always say, oh, sorry, and kind of move away. And the other person would just say absolutely nothing and keep walking or not even acknowledge that they bumped into you or whatever. And I used to be like that. Until a few years ago when I realised that if someone bumps into you, the decent thing to do is just say sorry. That's all they need to do is say sorry. Why am I saying sorry for something I don't need to? I used to be notorious for saying sorry and I I still do just all the time, constantly. I say it when I'm shy, I say it when I'm nervous, I say it when I don't know people very well. But recently I'm now that person who will be at the shopping with my partner and someone will bump into me and they won't say anything and I'll turn around and say under my breath but loud enough so that they could hear, that was rude, they should have apologised for that, they bumped straight into me. And I'm not looking for conflict but if they turned around I would say to them, well I'm sorry but you just bumped straight into me and you should have apologised, that would be the decent thing to do. And I would have no issues saying that now. 
Mm. And my partner often says to me, oh, Kirsty, like, it's fine. And I, and I sit back and I'm like, but hang on a second. Like, if somebody's done something wrong and they don't acknowledge it, that's not nice. All they need to do is say, hey, I'm sorry. Whoops, I didn't mean to bump into you. The same as if you or I bumped into someone. We would go, oh, my goodness, I'm really sorry. Yep. Are you okay? I didn't mean for that. Oh, ditzy me, whatever. Everyone should just apologize if they do something that they shouldn't have done. But that's not to say that if someone in my life does something that upsets me and maybe they don't realize or or whatever, like I don't expect an apology or anything like that. But that's why I use the example of a shopping center or a supermarket where just someone is just being careless and they bump into you, but they don't give a shit. So they just like, oh, whatever, that person got in my way. I'm not going to say sorry, even though they're the one that did the wrong thing, if that makes sense. Mm. Can I go back to Greta? Because she's a really big one for me and I know that she is a symbol to a lot of people of a powerful message, but I just find her angry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But do you know what? I think like I think with what she's up against, you're totally right about why is it that that's kind of where she's found her voice is in an environment where she has to be angry because because that's the way she'll be heard. But I think it's more of an urgency than an anger. Like I think it's more of a... Something needs to be done now about climate change. Otherwise, literally, the world is going to fall apart. And so there's an urgency rather than a... And this is where I find the definition of anger. And again, I've had experiences with truly angry people, and it's not like Greta. It's not even like Donald Trump. It's like full-on aggression, violent anger, like real anger. Mm. So maybe that's where I come to it from a different point of view. And, and that's what I see with Greta is a sense of urgency. Someone like Donald Trump, I just think is an absolute nutcase. <laughs> so I think he's in a complete league of their own. Uh, when you come into a conversation with something like that, my first encounter of Greta was that speech that she did. Yeah. And then if you start at there is your level of emotion, it's hard then to be level like have a normal conversation because to me she's always at that heightened sense of something, urgency for you, angry for me. And I don't resonate with it in the same way that I resonate with, say, David Attenborough, for instance, who's been doing quite a lot on that climate thing as well and how he speaks to it. He has urgency too, but he's not angry. Yeah, it's very different. It's very different and I just don't relate to those people who come with the – having to hit the message over the head? I think ultimately it just comes down to what you view as angry and and what Mm. defines angry for you. And and people will have different opinions on that and people do have different opinions on that. And it's in the same way as when you talk about conflict. I, I also hate conflict and I, last night I was out with some friends and a couple of them got into in, in one of those conversations where one was sort of saying one thing and the other was like, no, it's not that. And they were like, yes, it is that. And it was, no, it's not that. And I just sit there twiddling my thumbs very quiet and don't say a word. That to me is a, is a bit of conflict, but there's no anger in it. And, you know, it's the same like when you, when you sometimes are with couples and one says, oh, remember that time we did this? And they're like, no, we did this. And it's, no, remember we were here? No, we weren't there. We were there. And my partner and I are like, we don't, we're not like that. Again, it's not an anger, but that to me is a bit of a conflict. It's a bit of bunning of the heads. It's a bit of a, no, I'm right and you're wrong. Mm. No, I'm right and you're wrong. No, I'm right and you're wrong. And I'm just very, no, like I don't, I'm just going to sit in the corner and wait until that's over and then say, anyway, like moving on from that. So when we talk about conflict, when I say things like, yeah, if someone bumps into me, I will turn around and say under my breath, they should have apologized. Or, or yeah, if someone's rude, I'll just sort of, 
should you know like I'll make a point of doing it but I'm not trying to be angry about anything I think it's more just setting someone straight like pull your head in pull yourself into line don't be so stupid like just I think that's where it comes from for me yeah I have a interesting relationship with anger conflict and wish I was better at being able to sometimes say those things that are sitting in my head but I don't want to say out loud because I want to just keep the peace but and and that's 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 very difficult particularly when it's people you care about or or people that you have relationships with it's different when it's a stranger I think because and that's and this this is again why I keep bringing up the supermarket trolley situation because it's a stranger you may never see that person ever again and if you pulled them into line and taught them a lesson well then that's better than you being the one that's got a bruise on your hip from someone bumping into you and them just walking off sort of thing but it can become a cycle and I I bring this up again because I feel like I had the potential in my marriage for it to become a cycle where I often sort of wanted to say things but I just left them to keep the peace and over time when you leave things to keep the peace well it it builds up but the other person is oblivious totally and that's not fair either it's not fair either you are so right and I got to a point about two years ago where I felt like I was starting to try to speak up to some of these things and I'd keep getting shut down and this has got two sides to it I can see why because I had never done it beforehand so why would I all of a sudden start and also that my partner was unaware of anything rippling below the surface anyway we had a and it was definitely not a row because we just don't do that but we had that finally of you've got to when I say something you've got to let me finish before you cut in on me and it was a catalyst in the relationship. And my partner, to his credit, now is like, he'll actually do the, are you finished? Is there, is there more to it? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, we're done. Again, my partner does that too, but it's like because if I – he knows I never stop talking, so he needs to say, <laughs> are you finished, so he can get a word in. No, see, I'm, I'm totally the opposite. I've really had to try and now – because I'm getting the, what do you think? No, what do you think? And I'd be like – I've got to actually answer this question, honestly. And these are things I just haven't done. Right. And, and I mean, we've been together a long time. So imagine all of those things that are not big deals, but you just don't say them, but they accrue over time. So, yes, that's interesting. And I I don't want to have it as a a row, but when I finally did that moment where I – stood forward and went, you've got to let me say things, I got upset because yeah. that was confrontational yeah. and but I had it had to be done. Yeah. And and again, I think when it comes to people that you're close to and people that you love and friendships and relationships and marriages, whatever it is, with your mum or your dad, any situation it's difficult to bring up difficult things and often upsetting more than it is. I'm just going to blow through the roof and get angry about it. Mm. I think my problem is when I'm frustrated about something is I kind of go off on a tangent. I'm like, this is really annoying and there's this and this and did I tell you about this and then this <laughs> happened. Oh, my goodness. And that thing that happened three weeks ago, well, that's annoyed me again as well. Like, And it kind of just brings up all this sense of frustration. And so... I can imagine that, yeah, when you say there's been these things kind of bubbling over for a few years and then all of a sudden you're like, I've just got to say something about this now. And I think it's hard, and this is probably another aspect of anger and why people have different levels of anger is because I think it's hard when you, as you say, you mentioned the other person is unaware. Like if it's Mm. all kind of coming from a place of 
if someone is doing something that's upsetting you but they're not aware of it it will cause destruction if you just start going off at them and yelling at them and they're not really aware what they're doing yep and I try really hard to sort of say to people well this is why I'm upset because this has happened and if you're upset about something that I've done please tell me so that I can learn from it and not do it again but that to people also is then almost like they're having to rehash why they're upset and people don't like that as well. No they don't because then it makes it feel like you haven't let it go and then if you haven't let it go it, it brings up another whole minefield of conversation. There's a line in Pretty Woman, and I can't believe I'm using this, but it's, again, just where I've seen that manifest that's really resonated. And it's where once Richard Gere and Julia Roberts have gotten to that stage where they're kind of together, and he's talking about his relationship with his dad, and he's like, I was really angry at him, really angry at him. It took me three years of therapy to be able to say I was really angry at him. I was really – and he says it like it's a joke. But in that moment, I kind of went, oh, my God, that – could be me one day. I could mm. see me on the therapy chair going, why did you kill so many people? <laughs> you know, like your manifested rage came out like this. And it's not like I'm a bubbling cesspit of rage, but I really do stamp on it. And I wonder sometimes, is that not healthy? Have you seen Why Women Kill? The no. SP- you need to watch it. You oh will love it. It's a 10-episode series. My girlfriend got me onto it. One of our friends got her onto it. And it's these three – I'll very quickly brief it. It's these three women and their relationships. One's in the 60s, one's in the 80s, one's in 2019. The 60s relationship is the husband and the housewife and she does everything and he works and she doesn't and she does everything. The 80s is the kind of husband and and wife but very kind of rich. I'll give parts of it away because you find out all this in the first episode. In the 60s one, the husband is cheating on his housewife. In the 80s one, the husband is gay and she doesn't know. And then she finds out and then starts an affair with a younger guy. And in the 2019 couple, it's a thruple. It's like an open marriage. So there's a man and a woman who are married, but there's like the, their lover that kind of moves in with them. And what it goes through is these these situations and how the cheating and how the gay and then how the, the thruple and the third person all culminate to some of the women wanting to kill their husbands or why they have these real anger out against their husbands. And I won't give it away other than you you just have to watch it. But you watch, particularly with the woman in her 60s who finds out about the cheating husband, all the steps that she takes to give a second chance and all the steps that she takes to Mm. go, he will stop cheating if I do this, if I do this, if I do this. And then when he doesn't, that's it. Like last chance. And here's the plan now. So he's out the picture for good because he's dead kind of thing. Mm. And then in the 80s, like she's really angry, but then how she learns to deal with it. And then in the 2019 one, who's the crazy psycho? And how? And it's it's really, really a great concept in dealing with how different people deal with anger mm. and how anger influences different people's behaviours. It's hard to discuss, as I say, if you've not seen it. To anyone listening, I really recommend. It's a really great show, really, really well done. But it deals with how different people deal with anger in different ways. Some of them by getting closer to people so that they can, if you're really angry at someone, well, if you spend more time with them and, and learn to learn to understand why they they may have done what they did, then it might make you less angry towards them because you might understand that, okay, well, there's these things going on in their life that have led to them yep, doing, what they've, yeah, doing what they've done to upset me. And I have to take a step back and think about what's going on in their life and give them the benefit of the doubt. And other instances where it's a matter of, well, 
they should be grown up enough to deal with those things and not bring me into the picture and I don't want to be the wrecking ball for it sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, I will. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm anywhere near that stage of things. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) I just wondered sometimes, you know how they had those places where you could go and you could throw plates and scream into pillows? And I was just, I even look at that abstractly and think that, what? Why? Why would you spend money to go throw plates? It's not going to. So, All right. So if you got a plate given to you and you were told, think about something or someone that's really made you angry and throw the plate... Would you be able to do that? Because I, I know I would. I know if I got given a plate, I would be able to throw it on the ground and be thinking of a situation or a person or a comment that was made to me that's gone, Ugh, that's made me so angry and thrown it on the ground. Do you know, honestly, my response is that I think I'd probably drop it and be so afraid that I get a shard ricochet into my eye as okay. bad karma. There you go. So I, I'm laden with the, well, if I do this, there's going to be a karma backlash yeah. to me. Don't know. And I couldn't scream into a pillow because that's a waste of a good voice. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is premature to say, but maybe you haven't had things that have happened in your life that have made you really angry. Yeah, I have. I know I have. And these are, I can even articulate certain point in my life where in my head, I was so angry at a person that I was not functioning at a normal level. Like I was losing track of times because my mind was worrying so much with how angry I was at that person. So I have been. But so just... if you were given a plate then, would you have thrown it? Oh, yes, I would have then. Right. Yes, I would have then. Right. You're right. That's different. Yeah. So however, I must say now I'm sitting there going, what the hell was all that anger all about? Yeah. But it's often yeah. like that, isn't it? It's, mm. it's often when you're upset or angry or frustrated. And again, I say upset and frustrated because that's my response rather than anger mm. is eventually you just kind of go, oh, it wasn't that big a deal after all but at the time you want to throw the plate mm. wish you bought some plates <laughs> gonna bring it imagine, all up now imagine that you know, I was in here <laughs> Bang, <ching, yeah! laughs> well that was an interesting episode I'd like to hear what what people's views are on on anger and I'd like to again it's one of these conversations that I wish we spoke to other people about to find out if they think that we have anger in us because while I say no I just get upset other people may disagree. Like it would be interesting to hear what messages privately if you're one of our friends too. Because yeah. have you ever had conversations with your friends about how do you what do you do when you're angry? I haven't. No. I mean, no. I, I'm terrified that they might go yell at you, you know, or something like that. Well, I have. I have. I think most of my friends are very similar to me in that they're up. They get upset about something. Like they feel hurt rather than just being like pure anger and and dread towards what the person's done. I think it definitely can be a healthy response. I just think my association with anger, unfortunately, because I have dealt with really angry people, is is the real aggression and the real violent acts rather than the punching holes in walls type anger, which is not healthy. No, and I would still would like to know if you can let it go. Yeah. If somebody did something to to hurt you or your loved ones, would you, in a self-defence, in a stepping up and having your voice heard kind of way, be angry? Yeah. And towards our next episode too, we're going to do our follow-up on Ask Us Anything. So maybe you might want to ask us some questions too for our next episode. And I think too, I might try and think of a time when I've really been angry and I'd like you to do the same and maybe we can say that. Maybe we can talk about that. Oh my God. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Let's do it. That wraps up another episode of 2040, podcast celebrating friendship across generations. 
You can contact Kirsty or I via our 20-40 Facebook page or email 20-40, that's all written, at gmail.com. We'd love your feedback, thoughts, questions and ideas for future podcasts. Thank you for listening.